Welcome back to the podcast, our little tater tots and darlings and rainbow babies. We have missed y'all. Actually, 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 we <laughs> uploaded uh, a podcast last week, and I guess we should just go ahead and tell everybody what we had to do um, since I had announced it on other social medias, you know, what the podcast was going to be. And it was only up for two days, and all of a sudden it disappears. But And I hated that because in that particular episode, we did talk about um, our new wonderful person that we found on the app called Positive Vibes Only, babe, um, because we found her, and she is just an uplifting person and continues to support all women on her TikTok, and we love her. And unfortunately, we had to take it down, which sucks. But this is the reason why we chose to take it down. And I'm going to try to be brief with this because I want to touch on two subjects while we are recording this particular episode. Um, I started talking about some TikTok drama that I got invested in because I'm nosy, okay? (laughs) And what I said in the episode was that me personally... I had never seen or heard of this particular TikToker um, talking bad about women, body shaming them, or anything like that. Because at that moment in time, I had not. I had never seen this person do, do any such a thing. But part of the TikTok drama, people were accusing him of it. Well, again, I don't go by what people say. I go by what I see. And by what I seen was nothing at that moment well like two days after the podcast comes out up pops a video circulating social media and that's exactly what this person was doing he was literally body shaming a whole nother tiktoker okay who is absolutely beautiful and wonderful and just an all-around good girl uh that person decides to say some pretty crappy things to her in what they call a roast. Okay. Now let me say this. I have, I have seen a million roasts in my day. I'm 40 years old and I love comedians. Okay. I love them. I go to every, any comment, anytime I'm out of state on vacation, Derek and I always go to a comedy club. Okay. We just went to one in LA. Um, you can roast somebody without, speaking on their appearance yep and the reason for that is because if somebody were to roast okay me every i'm I'm very open with my body dysmorphia right so if somebody were to roast me and go straight to my appearance i would leave out of there probably committing myself Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to be funny it would affect me that much that bad it, I, it would probably take me months to get back to normal, okay? So I, none of us, all three of us as a host and just as people in general and women are never, ever, ever going to support a man especially, especially body shaming a woman and using a cop-out by saying, oh, it's a roast. No, I don't think so, buddy, okay? I don't, I don't think so. So the three of us together come to the conclusion we just didn't want that episode up. We no longer support that particular TikToker, and we're not going to. Not after what we've seen and, and what that person is capable of. We didn't want any part of that. And I felt terrible 
that I had said I, I'd never seen him do anything like that. But again, I'm a realistic person, and I don't go by rumors. I don't go about what people say. You know, it's like you're in high school. Oh, we don't like her. Well, why don't we like her? Oh, we just don't. She did this. And then you go and you meet the person. They're very nice. You're thinking, what in the world? You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's always best to judge someone based on what you see for yourself or what you hear for yourself versus what somebody else is saying about them or what they did or something or, or you know what I mean. So neither, none of us felt right about that episode because we had 100% seen exactly what we thought this person just never did. And that was, we don't stand for that and we're not, we're not going to do it. Um, again, the only thing that I was really upset about was that, you know, positive vibes on Lay Bay, you know, did get word that we talked about her on the podcast and she made the sweetest TikTok and a thank you to us to where we literally brought her to tears which I thought Aww. was absolutely precious and she was so grateful so because of that because we don't want her to miss out on people coming to her page and seeing the lovely stuff that she does um we're gonna mention her again and that username is positive vibes only and that's o-n-l-a why why bay positive vibes on lay bay so please go and follow her check out her content if you just need to pick me up for a girl's girl she is the perfect one for it. and I, me personally i am i'm so proud of her i mean she's she's just a doll baby and i'm so glad that i stumbled across her page like that so that's the one thing that i regret was us not being able to keep it up specifically for her because we do love her um but I am back home from out of town. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody knows the fiasco I was in. And if I could just take five minutes to tell y'all this story, and then again, I want to jump on the subjects. But I have to tell y'all the most embarrassing thing that happened to me <laughs> when I was out of town. So when I got off that flight, thinking I'm fixing to get on another plane, okay, and then they tell me it's canceled, I start freaking out, calling Lissa, getting her to, you know, <laughs> basically be my babysitter. Anyway. Um, it's fine. <laughs> please let me say that. I'm telling you, Lissa, right now, I, I swear to the garbage man, okay? <laughs> if I did not have you during stressful moments, I don't <laughs> know what I would do. So thank She'd you very much I for got helping me. I also want to thank Kim, my friend in New York. She came through with a few things for me that it just between the both of y'all y'all really saved me from really just going off the rails okay so while I'm standing in line for four hours okay <laughs> waiting in line to get to you know the customer service people to help me out Pedro chill out dude um I start my period okay oh, mm -hmm. I, I start my period um because when I first got there I had thought I started, and I, and you know how, like, sometimes, um, right before you start, you'll have, like, pinkish, and then for, like, you'll have nothing for, like, two days, and then, boom, you start yep. your period. Okay, so when I, when I first got to Oklahoma, I thought that I was starting because I was spotting, but I didn't. I didn't actually start my period until Sunday, standing in the line. Here's the kicker, though. Because there were over 300 and something people in this line, I'm not, I, I'm not kidding, 300 and something people in this line, 
I could not break away out of my line and go to the restroom because I asked the person in front of me and I asked the person behind me if they would hold my spot. And these assholes said, no, I'm dead serious. I hate that. So I had no choice. And thank God I had black yoga pants on. Okay. I had black yoga pants. So, you know, I get all that handled and I go to the restroom before I do anything else. And, you know, I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I had my little pack of uh, baby wipes in my pocket. I was, I was cool. I was cool. Well, the next day, okay, the next day I had to get it over. I forgot where the hell I was going. But um, because I didn't have any more tampons because, you know, when I, when I got to the hotel that night that I was canceled, I couldn't get anything. You see what I'm saying? There, I couldn't get it. I couldn't go to the store. I couldn't get anything. But I had two tampons left, and I figured, okay, well, tomorrow I would be okay. Somehow get an Uber and blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. We end up getting a flight for the next morning at 7 a.m. And then the whole fiasco starts about the Lyft driver. Well, I had to get another Uber to go to the new hotel because, again, I was going to be there a whole other day because of this stupid Lyft driver. Do you know? The Uber who picked me up from the airport going to the second hotel, I bled in the backseat of his car. Yep. (laughs) I got up, and I seen the blood, and I almost passed out. I said, what the hell am I fixing to do? I didn't have a choice but to tell him what I had done. And let me tell you what this man said. He was probably, I'm going to say about 35. I'd say, I'd say anywhere from 30 to 35. Nice man. I said, I, I go to get out of the car and I seen it. I had to turn white and I thought, Lord, because he was getting my luggage out the back, out the trunk. He gets it out and I walk over there and I said, sir, I said, I, I'm so sorry. I could sit here all day and tell you the hell I have been through for two days. But now I have accidentally bled on the back seat of the uber car and he just he just said oh that's nothing i have a wife she's had three kids you don't even want to hear the stories i could tell you and and i looked at him like is he serious no he was dead serious he told me he said he said don't worry about it i got some stuff at home i can throw some gloves on i'll be good as no i'm not he said you were my last pickup anyway i'm going off shift it's no big deal do you know i tip do you know i tip that man twenty dollars I tipped that man twenty dollars, and my Uber ride wasn't but seven. I tipped him twenty dollars. Yes, I. He's one of those. He's one of those boyfriends or husbands that you know. If you wake up in the middle of the night in their bed and you bleed on their sheets, he's going to get up and go run you a hot bath. He was that kind of a person. He was that kind of a person. Anyway, I just had to tell y'all that in case any of you tater tots think uh, that I'm not a normal person and I don't go through bullshit. Um, I definitely go through bullshit. <laughs> yes, I does. went through it. I went through it since Sunday, and I'm home. And Poppy is home, and I got a big old hug and a big old kiss from him, and and everything is fine. Everything is fine. But listen, I want to talk. I want to talk about what we originally said we were going to talk about, which, um, you know, the, when you are going through something so deep. And so hard. So hard. And nobody around you knows 
what is in your mind and what is in your thoughts makes it a hundred times worse because then you start telling yourself you're alone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And usually people who feel that way don't reach out because they think nobody cares. So they don't come to you and say, Hey, this is what I'm feeling. I need help. They stick to themselves and they dwell in this madness all alone, which is where we come in. We have to check on our people. We have to. And we have to dig deep. If we know they are the type of friend or cousin or mom or sibling that is not very uh, open with their feelings or open with how they're doing, if they're very shy like that, or if they feel like they don't want to burden somebody with, with, you know, how they're doing, I need you to dig it out of them. I need you to, we all need to make it known that we want to know what you are going through, what we can do to help, how we can be there for you, what we can do differently, how we can make this part of your life a little easier for you today so that it's not so difficult. And most importantly, so that you know you don't have to be alone. Mental health awareness is not spoken about, not near enough as it should be today in 2021. Is it spoken about more? Yes, probably. I'd have to say so. But there are so many, like people feel, people have their feelings about it. You know, I cannot mm -hmm. tell you how many times I've gotten an email from a teenager telling me that they went to their mom to tell them that they were the depressed and then their parent told them that it was in their head. Stop. If your child comes to you and says, this is how I feel. I think I need some help. You better wake the hell up and listen to them. Because if you shut them down the first time, they're never coming back to you again because they don't feel safe. Yeah, They don't feel safe coming back to you again. And next time, there might not be a flipping next time. And mm. you will go the rest of your life wondering why you didn't listen. See, now I'm getting irritated. I'm getting passionate about this because, well, my own son. My own son is in a facility right now for that reason. Because my son came to me and said, this is what I'm dealing with. I don't think this is normal. My anxiety has gotten the best of me. I haven't been okay since my dad died in 2019. I mean, did you hear me say, oh, that's all in your head? Or it's, it's going to be okay. No, sometimes, sometimes you need a little help. Yep. Sometimes. And I just can't help but think of, of all the people that we haven't checked on and you know let's just say 10 years ago there was somebody in you know like, like me like me I haven't checked on my friend my childhood friend Sarah in a year since last Christmas there's no reason for that there's no reason for me to be so busy in my life that I cannot pick up the phone and I cannot call her and I cannot check on her now, let's, let's remember this. She is the one that has 
constantly struggled with drug addiction to crystal meth for 20 years. 20 years. Is she clean now? Yes. But guess what? You are always going to be an addict. You're not going to be in an active addiction, but you will always be an addict. Therefore, you will always have to fight those urges to never step foot in that life again. So I feel terrible. I mean, there's no telling where she is or what she's doing or how things are because has she relapsed before? Oh, yeah, probably 20, 30 times. Probably even more than that, she's relapsed. But she keep she kept getting up and doing it again, getting up and doing it again, and which is great because it doesn't matter how many times you fall. What matters is how many times you get back up. Everybody should know that. But I feel like a sucker right now because I haven't even checked on her. God knows what she's dealing with. And she has been through way more hell than I can possibly be in my life. You know, nobody even checked on me until I met y'all. Like, dead serious. Was it because I didn't have any friends? Yeah, because I didn't have no friends. I mean, I mean, I just didn't. I just didn't. But it took me, like, four months to get used to Lissa texting me <laughs> every morning saying, how are you today? And have a good day. Like, I'm just now used to it. Yeah. But but before that, I had nobody. Like, think about it. Who do y'all have that would call you right now and check on me? You guys? See, I'm different, though. Like, I, I usually seclude myself or, like, retreat away when I'm going through a hard time. I okay. know, but I'm the same way, though. But it does make me feel good when somebody checks on me. Yeah. Yeah. I have a handful of people, and y'all two are definitely in, in that handful. But, um. Okay, now wait a minute. Who else is in the group? Because we don't know nobody. <laughs> Opie said, Who the fuck? <laughs> yes, you do. You know some of them. I've talked about them before. Um, no one. Yeah. I mean, it's main, like, I will say, like, the last last week was really hard for me. I went through a series of panic attacks every day. And between um, blowing Melissa's phone up and the group chat up, I was able to make it through that. And I don't think I would have been able to make it through without that support. So I definitely think you two are top two people that reach out to me every day. And y'all make me talk when I don't want to talk. Oh yes, Sorry. that we definitely do that. We definitely do that. Well, Listen, I, I, th- I, I think I'm the worst one because I'm like, nope. Tell me what's yeah. really going on. You're like you're bullshitting us. Tell us what's wrong. Yeah. Yes, and we had to. I mean, even just recently, we had to dig so much stuff out of you. I, I felt like I was building a sandcastle. <laughs> I know it's because I. I don't know. I don't know why I do that. I really don't. I no, I'm gonna tell lot. you why. Because you've been so independent. Yeah. For the majority of your life, you don't know how to ask somebody to help you do something. Yeah. I, right. I'm the same way. I I don't even ask Derek to, you know, will you make me a glass of sweet tea? I don't oh, ask no. him to mm-hmm. do nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing. And it's because I've been on my own since I was 16. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing, but, you know, it is, it, it is nice to have, you know, it is nice to have y'all check on me. And right. I think that it has played a huge part 
in my happiness today, like mm-hmm. for sure. I am much happier in 2021 than I was in 2019 and 20. Like, oh, me too. I, I just, Same. I had, yeah, I had two years back to back. You know, 85% of that was that damn furniture store and what they were putting me through and just how miserable and depressed and just, I mean, it was, it was, it was awful. I mean, I could sit here all night and, and, and say this, but I, I know that I'm much happier today because I do have two people in my life that checks on me. Right. That literally mm-hmm. checks on me. So I, I mean, I just wanted, I just wanted to talk about it. I, I mean, that there's so much stuff I come across on social media about people losing their life, people feeling like they are a burden to somebody mm-hmm. um, when they have to ask somebody for help. That's mm-hmm. when you really feel like a burden because you feel like you're bur- you're putting pressure on somebody else to, you know, whether it's helping you financially, which that's, that's a big part right there when you have to lean on somebody for like financial help or a place to live or, you know, just vehicle expenses, something, anything. When you have to do that, you feel so much like a burden. Like during that, that year and a half that I was out on my own, uh, before I met Randy, my first husband, you know, during, you know, cause I left at 16 with the baby. I met him at 17 and a half. We got married right after I turned 18. Okay. So for that year and a half, I was out on my own. I had this boyfriend named Jimmy, you know, good old Southern name. And I had Gibson, this baby, and he was 18 and he lived with his mom. And he asked his mom if me and the baby could move in with him because I didn't have no place to go because I I didn't at the time. And she said yes. And I could tell you how much of a burden I felt living there that I left. I was only there for like a month, but I just felt like nobody wanted me there. I I, I didn't want to go in the living room. I didn't. I just wanted to stay in the room where nobody could see me or anything like that. I, I felt so much like a burden because I was really dependent on somebody else. Right. But I don't feel like a burden if somebody reaches out to me and says, you know, what do you need? What, what, what is going on? Like, I did not feel like a burden to Lissa or Kim when the both of them were trying to deal with these things for me while I was dealing with this travel stuff. I didn't feel like a burden because they came to me and said, what can I do and what do you need? So Mm -hmm. I I don't know why that's such a big difference with me, you know, versus me asking or somebody coming to me. I mean, do y'all feel like that or is it just, it's probably just me, ain't it? No, No. I don't like asking for help at all. That's something I've had to really, really work on the last like few months, especially. I don't like it. I mean, even when I was moving into the apartment and you guys were like, send us that list. And it took me like, because I just I don't like feeling that way I I agree with you Opie I think it's it's easier to swallow it's easier to like accept when someone just like comes to you and says like hey what's going on instead of asking and like I think for some people well me like 
you know, you've been told so many times you are a burden. Don't ask people this. Don't ask people questions. Don't ask for help that it kind of like is ingrained in your mind. So you don't reach out and you don't ask people for help because that's what you've been told your whole life. That is so true. That is, that's it. And that goes, that goes for a lot of things. Yeah. You know, like let's talk about my mom for a minute and me growing up, you know, I, I, I put full blame on her for my body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. Had she not put so much pressure on me, and telling me that I was overweight and that my thighs were too big. And I don't know what it was with her and my thighs. She was just in, like fixated on them. And there, I was a normal freaking kid. Y'all seen yeah. the, the dance picture that Miss Jenny kept all these years. Th- that is a normal size kid at yeah. 10 years old. Okay. I, I'm, I mean, I'm only 5'2". I'm a small petite person. I have always been a small petite person. Except for that short amount of time during the time that Derek and I got married, I had gained some weight for about a year and then turned <clears> around and, and lost it. But other than that, and then having my children, of course, other than that, I was normal. But it was like she pretty much instilled it into my brain that I was this and I was that. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking it. Then I exactly. couldn't stop thinking it. And I also so, think it's from society too. Like mine's I feel like my things that have been ingrained in me as far as not asking for help or like the shame around asking for help came more from society and like how I was raised in the church I was raised in and more than from my mom. Like there are things that are ingrained in my mind from my mom, but I feel like um I feel like I learned those that that's Uh, what's the word that particular thing I feel like I learned from society because it's like you know especially like right now I feel like there's this huge like push for women to be independent and Mm -hmm. get their stuff done and you know work their butts off and and I, I like that you know I think that that's great but I also think it puts like a ton of pressure on moms and women in general to like live up to this standard that in order to be like successful quote unquote you do it on your own like this whole like boss babe trend thing that's Mm -hmm. going around you know so I think that that society is something that really has impacted me more than even my mom has in certain ways um you know I think this whole boss babe trend is really affecting mothers today. Let mm-hmm. me tell you why. You know, stay-at-home moms, hardest job on the freaking planet, okay? Oh, yeah. By far. It, it, it's a job that doesn't freaking end. Mm-hmm. They don't get a lunch break. They don't get time off. They don't get to stop working at 5 o'clock in the evening. They keep going until the last baby goes to sleep, yep. okay? I was a stay-at-home mom for a while, and it was really hard, <laughs> Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. I, I raised these babies as a stay-at-home mom the entire yep. time that I was married to their dad, okay? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I met Derek, he, you know, he was like, oh, no, you're going to get a job. I, right. I mean, that's literally what he said, which was true. I, I, Why would I think that he was going to take care of me like my husband did? He wasn't my husband. He was a boyfriend, okay? Mm-hmm. So he, he was right. And thank goodness, because he turned me into 
literally a workaholic just like my daddy is but or daddy was but you know I think that they feel like they're not good enough because they don't leave the house and go to work they feel like they are not as important as somebody that gets up and takes the kids to daycare and takes the kids to school and goes to work I swear I feel like stay-at-home moms feel like that and what they need to realize is that they are far more important than any working mom ever to me, okay? Mm-hmm. they Both of them have a hard job. Working moms, stay-at-home moms, okay? But stay-at-home moms just, they don't stop. They don't stop. They, they tend to, I mean, I don't want to say, no, I don't want to say that. that. The thing is, is, is like working moms at least get a break is what I'm saying. They get a break. Okay, at some point, they, they can at least have an hour lunch during the day where they're they're sitting down peacefully where they can take a break for they can take a beat for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. stay at home moms don't get to do that. I remember by the time I put the last baby in the high chair for lunch and I turned around and it was time for me to eat. One of them had done slung the food all over the floor. <laughs> So I, 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 I couldn't eat. I was 90-something pounds. Yeah. 90-something pounds when I was a stay-at-home mom because I, I could not sit down. Yeah. I had these four babies running around doing it. I could not sit down. And I just feel like they, they feel like, and I mean, I hope they don't feel like this, that just because they're not out in a work field, that they're not, they're not important. God dog it, yes, they are. Yes, they are, and I, I hope that every every stay-at-home mom in this world right now knows, like, how much I look up to them, how important they are. Like, they just, man, you have to give it up for them. You have mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. You have to. And they need more than freaking Mother's Day for you to help out around the house, okay? Can somebody just, you know, whoever the breadwinner is, can you just come home from work sometimes and cook dinner and clean the kitchen afterwards. I mean, please just, just, just offer that up. That's I'm speaking of the things that I wanted done for me uh, when yeah. I was a stay-at-home mom. I I almost resented my husband. Oh, for sure. For being able to leave that house every day and go to work and not not be stressed out, overwhelmed all damn damn day. And when he came home from work, he sat down in the chair and I served him. Believe it or not, I served him, but I resented him after so long. And I was like, I I don't want to do this. Isn't fair. This, this just isn't fair. So if you are in a relationship or a marriage and one of you is a stay at home parent, because that there is stay at home dads too, you know, and, and you are the, the, the breadwinner. Can you just like maybe once a week come home and just let you know, the other parent relax while you just cook dinner or run them a hot bath. I don't give a damn. Just please do something and ask them. This is another point of checking on people that we love. Ask them, do they need anything? Mm -hmm. Can you help them with anything? Can you do something for them? And if they're, if they're like Rissa and they say, oh, no, 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 I got it. You turn around aggressively and you say, (laughs) no, no, I want you to tell me what I can do for you right now. Yeah. Because I'm not walking away until you give me a task to do. Because they're like me, they have their pride gets in the way sometimes, and they just don't want to. Correct. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct, because they think it's still asking for help. No, the hell it ain't. No, it's yeah. taking help. <laughs> we are yeah. offering it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry I got on the subject about the stay-at-home moms, but I just no. I do I, feel like that's a group of women and men. There are stay-at-home dads too that often gets overlooked because I feel like they people think like well oh they decided they wanted to do that or like they chose to do that and oftentimes it might not even be that you know for my situation when I was a stay-at-home mom it just didn't make financial sense for me to work because if I put both my kids in daycare my You'd whole be working for daycare gone. right yeah and so that's why I stayed home with my kids it wasn't because I was like when I have babies I hope I'm you know able to stay at home with them do I regret staying home with them no it was it I look back on those memories and I'm just like man that was I, I took it for granted when I was able to do that but was it hard and did I resent my husband at the time yes and did I feel overwhelmed yes I felt alone yes you know and I think people forget um like you were saying like to check on those the people that you do know that stay home with their kids and you know I have a friend who stays at home with her two kids and they're under, both of them are under four. Her husband works and I go over there and try to like watch her kids every like couple weeks so they can go on a date night. And I just recently started doing that because I realized like, oh my gosh, like they never get time alone. And, you know, it's just, it you don't think about that stuff when you're removed from it. And then I remembered feeling, you know, feeling the way she was feeling a few years back when I was staying at home. So obviously there's other, you know, single moms, other groups of women that really need to be checked on too. But I do think a lot of times we kind of forget about those stay at home moms. Cause we think, well, you know, they're living the life. They get to just stay at home and hang out with their kids. And- yeah. And, and, and that's another thing. Like if, if your bestie just had a baby Okay, if your bestie just had a baby, please offer, just show up, just show up at her house and say, you know what, I'm going to do some laundry for you. Yeah, Uh, I'm going to wash some dishes for you. Uh, You know, whatever, whatever you need, just show up over there and offer some help. Again, that's checking on your friends. Okay, that's checking on the people that you love. That's being there for them. Um, You know, I did that when my girlfriend had her second baby. I I could tell via Facebook that she was struggling um, by just by what she was posting. And I said, you know what? I'm fixing to show up at her damn house and I'm fixing to clean this house from top to bottom. So what I did is I went to Target and I got all these kinds of things for her. I got her some new bath towels. I mean, just little things for the house, uh, nothing for the baby. I got everything for her because yeah. I wanted her to feel comforted and loved and just really appreciated so I got all these little things you know got her some little fake plants and candles and just really goodies face masks and all that and I made her this big old basket and I took it to her house and I went there and I was there for six hours I cleaned that damn house I took care of the babies and all she wanted to do was take a nap without getting interrupted and I gave that to her and I did that for her several times in the first year of the baby's life of course he's like three now but you know I just uh, again you're checking on them you're offering help you're letting them know that they don't have to do things by themselves you know 
I, at, again, back to the mental health situation, because it's literally, I feel like it's an epidemic, especially, especially in our country. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that mental health is, is taken seriously at all. And it needs to. I do like that they're, they now have Mental Health Awareness Month. I, I do love that. But again, it needs to be, it needs to be talked about all the time. And people need to be getting real serious about it. Because this beautiful girl that I found today, you know, the struggle that she will be in for a little while through her, you know, healing journey is going to be difficult and it's going to be hard for her. And I don't, I I really don't, you know, I, I can't even imagine what was going through her mind at that moment to make the decision to do what she did. She had to be hurting so bad, so bad to want to no longer be here. And, and like, the truth, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is, is that we're not going to know what somebody is dealing with unless we go to them, unless yeah. we reach out to them. And like what I was going to say is when you watch that video, there, yes, there. Are, she posts the pictures of her in the hospital and stuff. But some of the pictures, she looks so genuinely happy. You know, like she looks like she's enjoying her life. She looks like she's surrounded by all these amazing people and all the support. And yeah, she could be. But the thing with that is like you could be surrounded by the best people in the world. But if nobody's checking on you and just because you seem happy, you know, like you could be struggling. Like anybody could be struggling at, yeah, it's like no matter people what posting. Like. It's like people posting on social media. They're making, you know, they could be making you think everything is all hunky dory. Yeah, but behind doors, somebody is struggling. Exactly. You know, somebody is struggling. They they could be posting pictures of of themselves as a couple, but behind closed doors, somebody could actually be being abused. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, for sure. You just never know. Nope. So we we have to reach out. But I gotta ask, I gotta ask Melissa this question because I I don't know why I have been wanting to ask this for forever. Now. Oh God! I mean, we all know that she is a lesbian, okay? <laughs> and hey, one day, hopefully, I hope she meets the absolute love of her life. I mean, I thought it was me for a minute, but anyway, so. <laughs> no, anyway, no, it's me. Yeah, uh, I believe it. Um. <laughs> Do you, and, and I'm getting at that because, you know, same-sex relationships are can be parents too, absolutely. Yeah. So, do you want children down the road? Do you want children? No. Okay, so that leads me to my next question. Why? I don't know. I just, ever since I was young, like, I there was just something about it. Like, I don't You just don't myself. have desire? Yeah, I just don't have a desire. And like we talked about in the one episode, you know how I said, y'all made fun of me, but I said that, like, I don't, like, if I don't have romantic relationships in my life, I'm fine. Like, I don't need that. You know what I mean? So I feel like that kind of ties into it. But there's no desire for kids, no. Well, and I I think that that's good that you you are firm on how you feel about motherhood and that it's just not for you. Mm -hmm. There are so many women that get bashed 
for not wanting to be a mother, and I think it is ridiculous. Yes. If somebody doesn't want to be a mother, let them not be a mother. They just don't Uh want that for their life, and that is okay. Right. Yeah, I've been saying that. That's another thing I've been been saying on my little, you know, holes on TikTok is like, why the hell is other women bashing? Do you know, do you know I actually seen somebody bashing another woman because she didn't want to become a mother and they were bashing her because other mamas can't have children oh lord yeah and i thought to myself how wait a wait a damn minute this is her life Mm -hmm. just because she is able or capable of having children and chooses not to is her decision for her life yeah like what is what is the matter with you people like like, i'll tell you what Girl, these comments, I just want to smack somebody sometimes. Oh, I know. Oh, like, if somebody man. doesn't want to have kids, that's their choice. If you're going to force them to have a child just because they should be a mom or they have the ability to be a mom, if they don't want that kid, the thing is, yes, they're going to love that kid, but they're not going to be happy. So that child is going to grow up with trauma because they think their mom doesn't love them because their mom's not happy being a mother. correct you know correct i don't think i don't think my mother wanted the single child that she had i'm dead serious Mm -hmm. i think my mother would have been just fine being a woman living her her life um with no children because she's clearly doing it now she has four grown children in the world and doesn't have a relationship with none of them. I mean, my brother talks to her, but it's my brother's almost like a, a care yeah. caregiver for her at, at this point. And my brother can basically put her in the place that she needs to be whenever she starts acting like insane and, and all of that mess. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I was, I was just wondering if, but okay, well, tell me this. Tell me this. Let's let's get deeper. Tell me this. Okay. <laughs> what if you fall in love? Okay. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that this person is in fact your person. They were sent to you by the Lord and the universe and you just know it. Okay. What if that, that woman, okay. That you have fallen in love with and you believe is, is your person. What if she came to you and said, you know what? I I think I want children. What would you do? I would make it work. You would make Aww. it work. Because, Aww. you know, like the thing, the way that I see it is if I don't want children and I am forced to have those children, then they're going to grow up with trauma. But if I don't want children and the other person does... Um, then you know that that child well, regardless, both of their parents are going to love them. That's just it's how it is. But um, regardless, you know that they are going to feel loved because that other person wanted them so much that I don't, I don't know where I'm getting at. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I see. Oh, I see. Let me let me tell y'all something. So I did not want children. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I told myself, like, I don't want kids. I don't want to get married. I don't want anything to do with it. Like, nope, not for me. 
And I was scared to death when I found out I was pregnant with Max. I was so scared because I was like, I don't want to be a mom. I do not want to be a mom. Like, there's no part of me that wants to be a mom right now. And I remember feeling so much shame through my entire pregnancy because I wasn't excited. I wasn't, like, feeling all the feels that pregnant women. And I also was very young. I got pregnant my last semester of college unexpectedly. was very rushed. Um, But now, like, the moment he was born, I was just like, oh, my God. I love him. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it's just different. So I'm not saying that to say you're going to change your mind. I'm just saying certain circumstances do change, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you may not want children right now, but if someone you love and cared for wanted a child, I, I see what you're saying. Like you would, the child would be loved. Yeah. You know? And like and, in my situation too, I don't have to carry that child if I don't want to. Right. You no, know? if they want that child, then they can have that child. It's not on me to carry that. I'll, I will love that child. I will take care of it, but it's not on me to carry it. Right, right. No, I get So that. there's less of like a responsibility or like less of a fear, I guess, of having children. Right. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how we got on this topic, but. Me. Because <laughs> Opie has ADHD. <laughs> Oh God, it's awful. It's it's so bad. It's my it's... turn for a random question, Opie. What you got? No, I thought you were gonna ask me something random. Oh, okay. Um, she said Q and A. Let me let me think of one. Let me let me think of one. Um. Well, gosh, you put me on the spot. Let me let me think of one. Okay, well then let me let me ask this then. Let me ask you why you didn't want children. Because any other woman that I've ever asked that has given me a legit answer and that I totally understood. And again, I'm I'm a mother. I understand and still understand what they're coming from because secondly, I always respect any woman's decision what to do with their body. Mm-hmm. But why why not? What was your reasoning? For uh, deciding that just from the get-go, you know what? I just don't really want to be a mom, and it's just not in the books for me, and I'm going to go on about my life. Um, I had a couple things. Like, <clears throat> first of all, I was told that I wouldn't be able to have children. Now, who um, the hell said that? Because you should sue them. My OB. When I was, when I was in high school, I was told that I wouldn't be able to have children because of the shape of my uterus. I don't know. It was weird. Well, they lied um, to you, didn't they? Do what? I said they lied to you, didn't no, they? No, they sure did because I got pregnant did. both times off for, or like, with birth control. Oh, so. <laughs> oh no. Let's you were that point two. I'm, I'm the point zero one percent or whatever that <laughs> could get pregnant on birth control. Anyways, um, but honestly, the biggest reason was I felt like I didn't really know how to be a mother because I was raised by one who wasn't um, motherly. Yeah. And, and, and the way she handled things scared me because I was like, I don't want to handle things that way with my children. And so I think that was like the biggest reason and the fact that I was an only child. And so from a very young age, I kind of took care of my mother instead of her taking care of me. And so I was kind of burnt out at that point. 
of Mm -hmm. taking care of people. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with children. I love children. I was a nanny for a long time and caught like throughout high school and college, I would nanny all the time. And it wasn't even the fact of like kids that bothered me. It was more like the pressure of making sure they stay alive and like being a good mother, you know? So it wasn't even carrying the baby that was scary or having the baby that was scary it was more like okay well these babies grow up and am I gonna just completely traumatize them and you know you know that that was more of the fear than any of the other stuff totally understandable Mm -hmm. yeah and that's actually that's really a common answer for a lot of people yeah just just so you know it really yeah just like a not typical childhood um and you know I've come to terms with the fact that my mom I truly do feel like she did the best she could with what she had you know um but that's not an excuse you know I still Mm -hmm. you know I still don't think that's an excuse for a parent to not you know do better Um, but it has given me some grace in our relationship to not hold that against her anymore. I've, I've grown in that area in the last few months for sure, because we have a weird relationship, but has she been supportive of you during your, your life changing decision you made recently? Uh, yes, but I honestly think it's just because she didn't really like the guy. Understandable. <laughs> um, but no, she's been good. She and you know, I've spent this last week with her at the beach, and you know, it's actually been pretty good. We haven't had a fallout yet. Knock on wood. No knock down, drag out fight. Are you still there now? Yes, we leave on Saturday. Oh, okay. I'm in my studio right now, girl. I'm in my car. I didn't even, I didn't even know, I didn't even know you were, um, you were even there until I seen the Mm -hmm. pictures of Max and Ollie and I was like, what? Yeah, we're here for fall break. Um, and it's been really nice. I've, I've actually been without a panic attack since Sunday. Awesome. I'm so proud of myself. I'm proud. Mm -hmm. Um, because last week was tough. (laughs) Yeah. It was like eight panic attacks a day, and I'm not exaggerating. Ask Lissa. I think I texted the crap out of her because I didn't want to bother you, Opie, because I knew that you were dealing with your own shenanigans. Yeah, but, that's what you want to call it. It's a freaking shit show. <laughs> I think both of us had a really shit show week last week. Did, do y'all know that there were actually tater tots calling the airline yes, and saying that. to people, excuse me, why are you holding Mama Todd hostage? And these people are like, who the hell is Mama Todd? A shoe lover 99. Don't tell me you don't know her. I was like, what? Yeah, I heard you told you told us that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. I mean, let me t- let me tell you something. They 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 go hard. They go yes, hard. they do and that tater tot army. I love them. They they mean so much to me. Which is you know one of the biggest reasons why I, I even do this podcast is literally for them. Because if it was just for me, honey, I wouldn't be doing it. I'm tired when I'm I home. know, me and Melissa, <laughs> or if it wasn't for Melissa, we would never get this podcast. I swear. 
Well, I need it for my mental health, so we're doing it. She's like, hey, heifers, are we doing the podcast? And, like, me and Opie are both going through crisis after crisis. We're like, no. Yeah, exactly. I'm going through crisis. We can do it tomorrow. We can do it tomorrow. And I know secretly... I know secretly Riss is like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I enjoy doing the podcast. I really do. It really does help me too. But the reason week, I, I bug y'all is because last week I would have been like hyperventilating throughout the whole thing. It was a hot mess last I was not I was not well. I was unwell. Oh she oh, would have been like, screw y'all, you ain't getting me. <laughs> I would have yeah. been like, Y'all take last y'all week, take this. I don't think any of us could have done it last week. Yeah, and then again, we are so sorry that we deleted that podcast, but we just, I mean, that one episode, we just, we just, we will never be a part of, that's not what we stand for, and we will never (laughs) be a part of something like that. I'd never Uh, even heard of him before you brought all, I've never even heard of him. No, he ought to be ashamed of himself, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, I got to, I got to get in the bathtub, honey, (laughs) and I'm sorry. Because I've been here Um, too long. (laughs) Let me say this, okay. So I'm going to encourage everybody uh, this week, since we had to, you know, get rid of that girls supporting girls podcast. Um, and Alyssa, if you will put that like somewhere in the in the title, just so that people do know we did touch on the subject, and this is what I want them to do. But here's here's the thing: I encourage everybody this week uh, on social media and in person. Okay on social media and in person to uplift another female, complete stranger, or you could do friends too, especially if you feel like they need it, of course, but uplift a stranger in person or on social media and literally give them support. If you see somebody doing makeup, let them know how beautiful it is. If you see somebody doing a fashion haul on social media, let them know how freaking awesome they look in it. If you see somebody graduating from college or getting accepted, boost them up do anything and everything you can to support other women always i'm going to continue to say that on every freaking podcast now because i'm secretly trying to change the world for one i think everybody knows that but i just want to see more women supporting women and girls supporting girls it's not about what this one has supporting people in general yeah and what that yes of course so let's all week starting this Monday, we're going to do as many as we can to lift somebody up and support them and really just make their day because you have no idea what it could do for somebody in a moment that you wouldn't even know they were going through. So that's super important to me. So you know where to follow us all on TikTok and Instagram. You can find everybody's social medias on the website at shoelover99.com. I am posting on YouTube now, so I'm going to need everybody to go over there and subscribe, so maybe I can get rich one day, and that's really not going to happen, but I'm just saying. I'm just Remember saying. Us, Opie. Remember Exactly. Us. When you're exactly. famous. Exactly. Just go follow my YouTube, because I'm posting over there, and I want y'all to see it, because y'all get more time with me over there. Uh, last but not least, my merchandise Okay, I, I think I made like a hundred bucks in the past. Month. <laughs> <laughs> oh my my sister is so mad at me because she texts me and says, Your sales are ridiculous. 
And I said, lottery, I don't pay attention to it. If people buy my t-shirts, they buy my t-shirts and I love them for them, but I'm not going to threaten them. <laughs> I'm not going to. And you know, gonna... all that $100 is from Lissa. I, probably. No, Lissa probably. can't buy nothing. Well, oh, I yeah. did pin, I did pin um, her t-shirt design because that's actually my favorite one to date. And I hope people buy that one because it's so cute and it means so, it's it just, it, you know, come on. It says, it. when you stop caring, things stop changing. I mean, come on now. You've got to care about everything to see a change in something. So that's why that t-shirt is so important to me. Uh, so if you're looking for that one, you can go to my TikTok and it'll be pinned on there. So y'all can get my sister off my back. Okay. Just get her <laughs> off my back. Oh, Laurie. <laughs> Anyway, we love and appreciate y'all, and we will see y'all next Saturday for the new episode. Bye. You have us going to say bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. She bye. said, I'm bye. She went, bye. I hate y'all. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>